Welcome to Great Expectations. I'm Lee Winter and I chat to debut lesbic authors. I'd like to welcome Lola Keeley, a fanfic author known as Dame Lola and Victorian, uh, who has turned to novel writing with a brilliant debut lesbic novel called The Music and the Mirror. Hello, Lola. Hi, Lee. How are you? I'm good. (laughs) How about you start with telling us a little bit about yourself, uh, where you're from, uh, what you do, and how do you relax? Gosh, relaxation. I remember that. I've heard of it anyway. The accent probably gives it away, but I am from Scotland, from the west of Scotland originally, but now I live in Edinburgh. I am a coder, technically. I, I build websites and other fun programming things by day. By night, obviously, write about women, if I can get away with it. And yeah, relaxation-wise, I'm very much the the simple life of uh, Netflix or popping a game on or something like that. Um, and football, neither big love. That's that's me in a nutshell. Hopefully, I read that you've been a train driver. Was that as cool as it sounds? <laughs> it started off really cool. It's um, excellent and really weirdly reassuring to know how these things work. Obviously, as a, a passenger, you get an idea, but um, when you you learn to drive the trains, they take you through. Everything from how a signal works to the like 10 million safety backup protocols they have. So it's actually a really safe thing. And that was really nice to find out. Um, but yeah, after a couple of years of going backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, it, it gets a little dull. <laughs> so five-year-olds have the right idea, but they, they shouldn't be jealous after a while. It's uh, It's only so much fun. So, okay, you had a sort of unusual job. Do you have any unusual hobbies? Not so much these days. Um, mostly behave myself. I used to play a lot of badminton, which is a little less than common here, I guess. And that was a lot of fun. But, yeah, for the most part, uh, it's just your standard creative stuff. Um, okay, let's talk writing. How did you get into fan fiction writing to start with? Uh, I, I had a bit of a false start with that way back in the dark ages of newsletters and, and everything being done by email. I got into the X-Files around season six. My first kind of tentative I could write a story about this was back on fanfiction.net back in maybe 99 or 2000. Sort of fizzled out with the series there, wandered off for quite a while. Um, and I think it was a West Wing actually in its later seasons that drew me back to, to fandom first of all, and then fanfic. And what made you get into writing in the first place? I loved reading. I, I really was the world's worst kid for reading. You could not get a book away from me. And it just felt like a natural extension of that once. You know, it's maybe a bit of a cliche now, but I had a fantastic English teacher too, in fact, who just wanted me to write in every possible style and and try and find a voice uh, for myself that way. So it was... Uh, a lot of support and a lot of encouragement got me there. And then once I, I tried it properly, I was like, yeah, want to always do this in some capacity, even if just for myself, really. And give us some of the fan f- fandoms that you write for. Um, my, my biggie at the moment is still Supercat. That's my my current OTP of OTPs. Um, I still dabble in Mirandi, which is Devil Wears Prada. Uh, some of the smaller and obscure ones Kalisha from The Good Wife. I am determined that was a love story between those two. No one can tell me otherwise. And my my current sort of uh, side check, if you like, is uh, actually from a British soap, which is incredibly unlike me. But Vanity on Emmerdale is just, it's lovely. Two women in their 40s, unexpected romance, being treated like the main event is kind of an awesome thing to see. 
I think you forgot the biggest one, which is actually how I found you, which is Once Upon a Time. Oh, gosh, yeah. How could I forget Swan Queen? <laughs> I think it's that um, a lot of us went through a Once Upon a Time divorce and we we all stopped watching at various points due to, just, you know, a lot of the men-focused storylines. And, yeah, I, I almost forget I was there for so long. I was in that fandom for about four or five years. Still, just the greatest frustration in life that that is not, you know, a real love story that they're writing. They are writing one there. They just don't know it. So some good times. What made you decide to jump into novel writing and had you ever thought about it before? About seven or eight years ago I kind of had an idea that I wanted to run with. It was all based around Scottish independence and Scotland breaking free from England and this kind of dystopian hellscape that would ensue. Um, (laughs) As you do, completely normal obviously. (laughs) And it basically I needed two protagonists and because I kind of bowed a little to the but what would sell if I ever wanted to pitch this to an agent I wrote it between a guy and a girl. I finished it and it's still sitting in a drawer somewhere but my heart wasn't really in it. I I didn't really believe in this couple. You know I I submitted it to a couple of things, it got long listed for a a writing, you know a debut novelist prize but it wasn't the book that I wanted to be my book and it wasn't anywhere near finished. You know it was still very much a first draft so I left it alone and then, uh, gosh it must be over a year ago now, uh, a cheeky Australian person slid into my DMs and asked me if this big long story I was writing might have a book in it somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, it turned out it did. To clarify, we're talking about um, a super cat fiction called The Music in the Mirror. (laughs) Yes, I got to keep that that title which makes me so happy because it's an homage to one of my favourite musicals, so... It felt like it was just waiting to be published, though. It just, honestly, it felt so publishing ready. And it's like, why isn't this a book yet? And so to hear you'd shelved a book years ago, but that was it. I mean, had you really not been thinking about it since? I, I've i got a habit of kind of reinventing myself every couple of years. I like to say it's like Madonna, but not quite the same budget. <laughs> and not quite as dramatic as well. You know, I had been kind of bobbing along in my corporate life, uh, still doing my fic for, you know, a bit of creative satisfaction. And my wife is a novelist. She's on writing book three of a three book series. And I think it was just one of those things that without ever asking or, or discussing it, we'd kind of agreed to take turns maybe. And it was it, it was her turn in the you know the creative spotlight for a while, and she's she's doing fantastic with it. And of course, the minute this chance came up, she was like the most supportive person in the world. And I was just it was one of those things. I think it just had to be the right thing at the right time. Now, how was the learning curve for you going from fan fiction to novel writing? Was it easy or not? Some things felt like they were already locked and loaded. I had a fair idea because Supercat is like an exceptional fandom as well. The feedback rate and the sort of the insightfulness of the comments. So I already had some edits in mind just from what had already been posted. Um, I was like, yeah, that's going to have to go or I'm going to have to clarify that. Obviously, the editing process was a bit of a a white knuckle ride at certain points. But yeah, it just kind of, it felt like a natural extension to go back. How would you describe Music in the Mirror? What's it about? It can be a little off-putting for some people, but it is set very firmly in the world of Bali. Location-wise and, and scope-wise, it, it takes part in, in New York and in the very kind of closed-off world of professional Bali. At its heart, it's a romance, obviously. Uh, it's two women finding each other in an unexpected circumstance, but it's also kind of a... 
I think the sort of feminist struggle as well of even in an industry where they're the star and they're the the main draw, these women still struggle to kind of have complete power over their careers and achieve everything that they've set out to do. So there's a lot of ambition and, you know, quest for perfection and all that kind of stuff. And just hopefully a lot of heart. Why did you choose ballet? I mean, do you know any dancers? Are you a frustrated former prima ballerina? Do you just love it? I mean... Firstly, it was partly Callista Flockhart's collarbones that every time we see her in a dress, it's like she really looks like she should have danced ballet. <laughs> but I, my first love, my biggest love really in life is theatre and musical theatre specifically. And that's why I moved to London at 18. And I was around a lot of dancers, some of whom had been, uh, you know, thwarted classical ballerinas who were now doing, you know, big West End musicals, others who had only ever wanted to do that and the discipline of it but the just insane amounts of fun they had while they were doing it was always so much fun and it was just interesting to be around and people watch. So when I came back to like I want to put two characters in this professional world and have it be exacting on them I didn't want to, it felt like a busman's holiday to do it in musicals because that was that wasn't a stretch for me, I could have recited so much of that stuff from memory so going into ballet which is even more hardcore um and required some research I got to watch a lot of video um, I got to read a lot of books and just and pull all that together that just made it challenging enough to, to keep me going really what would you say to someone who goes oh I hate ballet or I don't know anything about it why would I read this book how would you answer that oh I'm quite pleased that so many people have said that and then have started reading it anyway it's one of those things where I've tried to keep it light on irrelevant details so that you're not going to have to go and read a whole passage of the history of ballet. If the terms are coming up or I'm describing, you know, how something works or how painful it is to do a certain, hold a certain position or so on, it's because it matters to the character. So while the ballet is really important to the story, you could replace the exertion and the precision with really any art form or even another sport and it would still hold true. I think that's quite a universal thing. It's about the drive, basically, isn't it? The drive for perfection. Yeah. yeah. Which is very relatable. It doesn't matter if you're doing softball or ballet. It's just, it's one of those things. It asks as much of you and, you know, it pushes the characters in a lot of interesting ways. So hopefully that's that's universal. Now, what I love most about your writing, um, probably because I like it too about my own, is the Ice Queen protagonist. <laughs> I love ice queens and you really nail them. And I'm just wondering what it is about the chilly, you know, boss trope you like. I used to say it's because that's what I wanted to grow up to be. Unfortunately, I'm not that cool, it turns out. So that that was an adjustment period. Part of it is like, I don't know if it's maybe a shared Commonwealth trait, but certainly as a, a Scottish and British person, there's a certain haughtiness that comes naturally to some people that I'm just in awe of. I'm like, how can you go through your life like this? You're so sure that you're right, you're so sure that you're better than this person who challenges you. Oh, it's a very attractive quality. It, it's very aspirational. I'd like to be a little nicer than some of them, but in terms of the way they get to live their life and the, the results they get, then, oh, yeah. I'm going to be horrible now and make you choose between your children. Who's your favourite ice cream? Cat uh-huh. Grant, Miranda Priestley or Regina Mills? Oh, um, okay, that, that is mean because I, I could give you chapter and verse on why each one of them is the most special and must be protected. But I think, like, in terms of real estate occupied in my heart, it's probably, oh, it's Cat. It's Cat Grant. I just think, probably because of the, the length of time, 
compare Miranda does get the short end of the straw there because she's just one film worth and Regina has a lot of complications she gets stolen by other storylines but Kat is just amazing she's kind of a combination of all three when it suits her and she just lights up the screen she strikes me as the most stable of the three of them she's pretty functional yeah in a way that doesn't make people want to throw themselves off cliffs too much so obviously I think Callista um the little we've seen interview wise she's tried very hard to give her a heart as well as the iciness so it's really a nice combination to watch she never takes it too far you don't have to apologize for her very often so that's something (laughs) okay if you could wave your wand and have any tv shipping pair canon which pair would it be and why my first instinct was super cat but that's complicated in its own way i think in terms of what ship owes the fans and owes the creativity of the fans the most it would have to be Swan Queen. That that would be the payoff of payoffs if finally, after seven years, they just gave up and said, you know what, they do have insane chemistry. We're just not going to fight it anymore. Um, <laughs> that would be a finale to remember. But I think, you know, even though I'm not active in the fandom anymore, that, that would be well-deserved. Do you still write That's fan fiction, by the way? I do. I'm still... Po- in fact, I posted a chapter last night of something... It's kind of, although I'm working on novel two, I promise, um, <laughs> it's coming along nicely, thank you. Um, What's that about? At the moment, the working title is uh, Sexy Surgeons, because we haven't got a real title yet. We've got surgeons at the top of their game, and they're competing to run the same massively impressive department, and it's set in London, which is a, a love letter to my old home still in the competing stage at the moment but obviously we've read books before we know what happens when they stop competing and start working together so yeah they move to different cities and live a separate life i think that's how it ends doesn't it yeah totally and they never speak again that that's it yeah <laughs> uh yes that we're, we're currently at the is she is she staring at me because she hates me or stage so that that's incredibly fun to write Okay, now we get to the fun part of the interview where I ask you 10 fast and furious questions, so just don't think too hard about it, okay? When and where do you write? Uh, In my study at home, mostly. What makes you angry? Injustice. What do you get cravings for? White chocolate buttons. When was the last time you cried? Two days ago. Who is your celebrity crush? Mm, Callista Flockhart. What was the last story you read that really impressed you? Uh, Chasing Stars by Alex Thorne. Oh, that's a great book. It is. How would you describe yourself in five words? Mouthy, content, troublesome, uh, creative, loud. How would your mother describe you in five words? Oh, God. That's probably the first two, actually. (laughs) Confident, clever, messy, cheeky, and misbehaved. If you could wish for one thing in life, what would it be? Just peace in a very broad sense and safety for so many people who don't have it. I think we all deserve that. And last question, how would you most like to be remembered? With a witty aside, I think I would like to be quoted rather than just remembered. I think that's the greatest honour someone who writes can have. So I would like to be quoted extensively. Um, Now, how can people find you on social media? On Twitter, I'm Lola Smish, which is S-M-I-S-H. On Tumblr, Instagram and Pinterest, I'm Keely Lola. So I'm back to front on there. And on Facebook, I'm just Lola Keely. So 
Okay, well, thanks for talking to me today, Lola. The Music in the Mirror is published by Ilva and it's out now. Thank you. And that was Great Expectations. Thanks for joining me. Thank you.